Well, that's exactly right. What we've done is we've taken the 360, we've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? That big eye. You will need eyes to see. man who by chance of fate becomes king action hero with a sense of humor i can't take a man's life now you tell me Kevin Sorbo, and on television I play Hercules, but I've just completed a movie featuring another legendary hero, Cull the Conqueror. Now, Cull is a little bit different from Hercules. Well, actually, he's uh, a lot different. And during the next half hour, I'll take you behind the scenes for the making of Cull the Conqueror to see how we put together this sword and sorcery adventure. But first, a little history lesson. The character of Cull comes from the creative mind of author Robert E. Howard. His works were first adapted for the big screen in the 1980s when Arnold Schwarzenegger played Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer. We developed this project with the intention of writing a script that if Arnold was willing to play the lead in, it would be the third Conan. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, 
They had a lamentation of the women. Arnold was actually really interested in it for a while, and he eventually said he wasn't ready at the time to do another Conan picture and run around in a loincloth. So we redeveloped the script for the call character because I don't believe anybody else can be Conan but Arnold. There's a lot of uh, differences as well, and one is probably in terms of body size. Arnold was a lot bigger than I was. Who are you? Carl of Atlantis. Carl was the father of Conan. This is before Conan. And so for people that didn't know that, and that read the storylines and the comic books, Carl was the father of Conan. Do this kind of movie after Conan, 16 years after Conan, I think you have to... Without the right guy in the lead, I would not have wanted to make this movie. And it took us almost three years to find Kevin. Fanara from the house of Bolan, as pure as virgin snow. We've met. She's not that pure. Kevin's like a superhero. He's a Mr. Super guy. He's, uh, he's cool. He's fun to work with. He doesn't say no. I push. He says fine. I push harder. He says fine. I push harder. He comes up with more ideas. I did a screen test on Kevin two and a half years ago when the Hercules series had barely started. He's got it all. He's got the charm, the strength. Cull is a uh, he's, 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 he's a guy from the wrong sides of the track. <laughs> His dream, his goal in life was to become a king. I mean, he knew what he wanted, he went for it. And very early in the film, he does become king. The crown, Cole. Give it to me. Talagar is the head of the Dragon Legion, which is the elite uh, group that King Borner has put together. And he feels he's next in line once King Borner is killed. Cole had respect for him because he thought he was a fair player. He's not a fair player. In the Queen's name, lay down your arms! In the King's name, lay down yours. When Cole comes into the picture, he takes the crown. It's like, well, where'd this come from? So Telegaro has a bit of a problem with that, <laughs> to put it mildly. They have some epic battles with each other, and it's culminated at the very end with, uh, well, we know who's gonna win because Lucky me, I got the lead, so that's... <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Cole, Cole, come on, it's me, you. No, I was joking, it was a joke, come on. The role is perfect for me because of my beautiful sense of style. And my lovely hair. My lovely hair, which I think they got off a Croatian dog. Certainly got to fleas with it. I'm a pirate. Oh, oh, oh. When they uh, brought Harvey and they tailored the part for him, they totally rewrote the part, and uh, which totally made me relearn all new lines. I had that scenes all memorized. And those suckers went into that to me. Carl, they told me you were dead. Carl and Juba were very good friends. They were partners in in piracy. Oh, Carl, you haven't changed at all, my friend. Come, you bulging bag of muscle and hair. I haven't seen him for years, and it's very exciting for me because we were once partners. And I think maybe I'll get him back again. So come on, Carl. We're back in business, right? There's a lot of arcs he has to go through in his life. I think he's always been a barbarian, and I think he's been a barbarian in terms of sexuality as well. Still read the hands of fate. You read them for me once. 
King, by the hand of a king, remember? I'm surprised you remember, my lord. You were very drunk. I play Zaretta, who is a pure soul, uh, who is at the same time a very strong woman. I will not command your affection, Zaretta. You're free to go. I choose to stay. Colin and Zaretta are very similar in their, in their heart, in their, what they believe in. And even though Carl gets a little sidetracked by, you know, by glitters and hopes of grand, you know, of <laughs> being a grand king. He spurns her for a, uh, a woman of nobility because he figures that's the way you're supposed to do it. <sighs> Not long ago, I was just a pirate. Mm -hmm. Today, I am king, and I've won the loveliest of noble women. Who would have thought it? He learns very quickly that that's a huge mistake. Come kiss your bride. Tia Carrera, who plays uh, Akavasha, who's a 3,000-year-old queen. She was a mummy that's revived through, through black magic. Sacred flame, protect us from the cold! The reason why I responded to this material was because it's so much fun exploring that darker side of, of uh, human nature and um, cutting loose. We're all so doggone polite all the time. It's nice to cut loose and get truly evil. By the grace of Volca, I will send you back to the darkest pit of hell. Don't waste your prayers, dog. Soon hell will be coming to us. Making a movie can often be a grueling experience, and working on Call of Conquer was no exception. The film was filled with some great action sequences that left the cast with rather distinctive memories. The, a part of Zaretta is a very demanding role between, you know, being dunked in the water. <laughs> How many times is that? 200 times. <laughs> if a shark comes, we've been told to just knock him in the nose. The harness was like, oh my god, really hurt. <laughs> they were up and down, up and down. Up! Down! Down! Hey, you got it! John Nicolella kept calling me. I think I think I got a call almost every day for two weeks. Harvey, you can't swim, can't you? Yeah, John, I swim every day. Harvey, come on, it's like Brighton Beach. Go! What I didn't know was that they were gonna put on 50 pounds of leather first dunk me in the water with boots, fill it all up with water, and then say, okay, swim. No, 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 I can't swim. I can't swim. So the question shouldn't have been, Harvey, can you swim? It should have been, Harvey, can you swim with a cow on you? There was a part that I was being whipped. One time the person who was whipping me, John Hallam, uh, missed. <laughs> Uh, well, he didn't miss, he hit, you know, when he was supposed to miss. And um, that forever became embedded in my conscience <laughs> about that scene in this movie. Well, for my character, I know the most exciting thing is uh, getting to work on wires. Don't try this at home. That truly is a magical experience for me because I've, I've never uh, experienced that before. These are things that you don't usually do in real life, and, and it's fun getting to get up on the wires and do somersaults. And, see if you can actually pull these things off.
As for me, I didn't have too much to do. Just a little running, swimming, jumping, fighting, swinging, climbing. Well, you know, you get the idea. Kevin has got a great body. He really can move. He really can, in fact, do his stunts. The fact of the matter is he's done all his stunts. I mean, you know, only when we have to drop somebody on their head, but he's done them all. We've had um, Kevin going up the, the mast of, uh, of the ship uh, as the uh, sail was coming down. Tremendous uh, stunt action that he did himself on wires. We're very lucky to have someone like him. I'll come right through. A lot of time to shoot the fight scenes here. Hercules, I walk in the set and the stunt choreographer is, okay, we got three hours to shoot this. You're doing this, this, this. You're going up there, you go down that ladder, you come over here, you flip over this guy, okay, ready? And go. And that's just television now. You right. know? So we get the luxury here of, of, of uh, shooting them and covering them on a much broader scale. We have approximately 500 weapons of all types and all forms maces, axes, swords, spears, lances, stabs, you name it, we've got it. As far as what they have to have for the fighting scenes, all of our weapons were made in steel first for camera front, and then aluminum and wood and plastic for fight scenes for safety reasons. I had a great time with my opening fight sequence of this movie. We shot it over a week period outside, and uh, it was a combination of me with an axe, and then Thomas and I had a huge fight in water up to our knees with blindfolds on and flaming swords. The sword fighting I had done years in New York with a, you know, rapier dagger and working on stage, so that came came real easy. No! I worked with Jerry Petit, a sword choreographer, and, a, and Fran. They're great, and uh, I had about two weeks prior to coming to Slovakia with them to work. And, and then once we're here, you're always like working on something, working on the next fight or trying to get, you know, a cool move. Well, he's coming at me. I mean, I just, I mean, I just have to play a beat looking for anything and everything. Is that what I grab before he comes in? Jerry's one of the original students of Bruce Lee. He trained uh, Jason Scott Lee in the Dragon, so his, his credentials are very impressive. I trained him the way I was trained, and that was to teach him how to really fight with a sword or with any weapon in his hand. Jerry taught me stuff like how to hit a guy in the throat and take his tongue out and sort of kill him. It's things that are really useful in his life that I'm going to have to use when I go to bars. Yeah. And... Yeah. Yeah. Try to get that higher, right? Yeah. What the training did, or, or is designed to do, is bring out all the attributes that we want somebody to have on screen. Not necessarily that they're going to be boxing or kickboxing or doing knife fighting, but to reach that look that we want. Many work, they worked with foot speed, they did different uh, exercises to get my feet moving, so I didn't look like a total A lot class. of footwork. Footwork, footwork, footwork. See, you got music, you got editing, you got, you got all these different camera angles, and they can make me look like I'm real stud. Just totally fake people out. It's good. Filming a period adventure like Call of Conqueror is not easy. It takes authentic costumes, massive sets, and scenic locations to bring the story to life. And shooting Cullen countries like Slovakia and Croatia with an international crew all provided an additional challenge. But the most difficult part of the shoot? That may have been filming on water. 
the sea is our, is our life. The sea is our home. The sea is our, yeah. our home. Problems in shooting on water. Boats, engines, waves, wind. Sharks, marines. What else does he encounter? On the second day out, the gearbox broke, and we had to get a spare part flown in from Le Havre in France. On the third day, we had water over the gearbox, and the boat was sinking. On the fourth day, the controls that control the, the throttle and the gears completely disintegrated. So you could say we've had a trouble-free shoot. <laughs> they initially thought about shooting this, uh, all the uh, water scenes in the studio, and people balked at that immediately. It just wouldn't have made sense, you know. And I'm glad we came out here because it's just, uh, yeah, you get into it. How can you not get into it? Quite an undertaking. Water, Ian just said, how come it takes so long to do, you know, set up a shot? Everything moves. Never in one place at the right, at one time, so it's kind of I'm talking like this. I said, where are you filming this? He said, sunny Croatia. I said, is the weather really nice? Oh, beautiful, beautiful. It's summer there now. The sun is shining, the birds are singing. But it's a lovely place. I'm sure I'll come back again soon. All I'm looking for in this at the end is this. Yeah. On him. The crew is made up of like more nationalities than the UN. So when you say quiet, it takes 12 people to say quiet in different languages. Do you speak English? You would say, you know what, I really need a glass of water. <laughs> you know, you're on the set. And you tell it to one of the ADs, and then he says it in Croatian to somebody, and they pass it on French to somebody else, and it goes to Slovakian, then it goes to German, then it goes to Czech. I mean, it goes to all these different languages, Romanian. We had so many different languages in there. And then uh, they bring over a piece of wood. I mean, it's like, you know, water. <laughs> you know, it's like they gave me a two-by-four. I don't need this. You know, so it's, it, was, it was quite, it, actually, you had to laugh after a while. It was part of the, it was part of the fun of, of working on such a uh, multi-dimensional crew like that. Go too fast, Carl. Not fast enough. You are a part of a different world. I mean, that's why they came here. I mean, that's the sets, the, the uh, locations have been terrific. There's a, a production designer on this who's a, a Spaniard who comes in. He's like, oh, can I do this? this is what I'm going to. And you ask for something, and, and magic appears. Look at this set. This is unbelievable. I walked in this morning. I saw it half completed about two or three weeks ago. I went, wow. I walked in this morning and went, OK, this is all right. Sire, you, you do not want to bow to anyone. Now, the designers on this show are just, you know, incredible. Savelle, who does the, the costume designing, um, I had no idea what he was going to look like. It tells me who the character is. It tells me how to, how, how to, uh, how to approach it. And that, that's, that's uh, a great help. My job is costume designer. And that means that you are designing whatever your director wants to see. He is thinking about the colorful world he wanted to show in this fairy tale. He was speaking about uh, warmth and uh, flames and uh, the one female type was obviously showing the fire colors and which is the beautiful but bad which I love everything that this wardrobe and makeup and hair department have come up with. I mean, it makes an actor's job so much easier. You got the ship, you got the costumes, you got, you got all the bad pirates, you got all the bad guys you got to fight. And I mean, to me, it's just, uh, it, it puts you in there.
As you've seen, Call of Conqueror has plenty of action, but what would a sword and sorcery film be without the wizardry of special effects? Acheron's kiss, kiss of the sacred flame. Let it fire your soul. We have two transformations. We have two humanoids. We have uh, uh, six mummies, huge as you can see. Come kiss your bride. We've got hundreds of tricky little shots of, of um, magical staffs which come to life. The snake's head, which is on Naros's staff, and uh, he can fire this. It was hooked up with a, uh, uh, with a wire that once they pop this wire, the snake's head comes to life and comes around at me and with fangs open, you do it quick enough, it looks real, because I get rid of it quick enough, and they put the CGI cane in there with the actual creature looking like the snake has come, come out of this cane and come to life. We've got an ice cave which collapses and, and entombs Cull. We've actually created the whole thing with giant tip tanks and giant water tanks. Also, we have huge pieces of rock and, and ice blocks which fall on cue, and then followed by another tip box with an enormous amount of pieces of ice, made up ice and uh, rock tumbling down. I'm always amazed at what the special effects team can do. That was, it was a, uh, an arm, though I, I put my one arm behind me and they had another arm here with uh, a skin over like a, a wire thing underneath and they pulled on the wires and it sort of rippled under the skin. I will be invincible! We have two transformations to Tia Carrera. Uh, we took completely her body and face, everything. So I have Tia in plastic could be nice for the fans. <laughs> it was a surprise to me when I first got to Slovakia that I was going to turn into a monster, but I was totally up for it. When I was in the day, it was just a couple lights, you know, an orange light above and below, you know, and the wind fan as she was floating around there. And she looked intimidating just with that. They started putting on prosthetic pieces, like, you know, was something small here, then a larger one and a larger one, and, and you had to put them on and take them off. So it was, you know, an all-day process to, to do three parts of the transformation and they, then they digitally altered the film as well. It's a full action if you want to get on to what the film is about. It's so much bigger than life. My queen! This is like a fairy tale because of the costumes, the story, everything, you know? I don't think I'll tell you what happens to my character in this film. It's, it's very dramatical. I can't swim! It's terribly dramatical, and my fleas are kicking up. Come and see it. Bring the family for crying out loud. It's a lot of action. It's a lot of sword swinging and things. It's been action nonstop. They're slowly and surely killing me. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun.
Tell the Conqueror is something for everyone. Action, humor, romance, special effects, in fact, everything a hero could want. For the Sci-Fi Channel, I'm Kevin Sorbo. Thanks for watching. Hey everybody, welcome back to Pop Culture Purgatory. Uh, it's Jeremy here, and I got Johnny back with me again. What's up, everyone? We're doing another, little, another side note thing. Um, still haven't finished the theme for our song, uh, theme for our show, so that'll happen. I've just been fucking busy. Uh, but today we're here um, to talk about something. Uh, it's a movie, I think. Um, but a it's, moment in time. It's a moment in time where... Um, 1997, we had a movie come out called Cole the Conqueror. As a soldier, he rocks. As a king, he rules. Panara is pure as virgin snow. We've met. She's not that pure. But his choice of a bride leaves something to be desired. My queen! Join me. The Earth shall be our empire. She's the incarnation of evil itself. Your bride is over 3,000 years old. She said she was 19. And stopping her is going to take more than a divorce. What are you doing? I can't take a man's life. Now you tell me? Kill him. Queen's name! Lay down your arms! Lay down yours. And then we'll rule together. Raider! <laughs> Kevin Sorbo, star of Hercules, The Legendary Journeys, is called. Call the Conqueror. And, uh, you know, I don't remember, I'm trying to remember back. Uh, were there a lot of big sand and sword, uh, sand and, uh, sword and sandal movies coming out back then? I don't remember. Not, not that I can recall. The only thing... The only two things that popped into my head when watching this, which year-wise, I don't know how close they were. Uh, okay. Scorpion King. Which, oh, right. That came in the 2000s, I believe. And then, uh, do you remember the Dungeons & Dragons movie? <laughs> how could I forget? <laughs> that popped into my head, and I immediately was like, I gotta watch that again. <laughs> oh, I tried to watch that uh, last month. Couldn't do it. It was hard. <laughs> it was brutal. Um. But yeah, well, I would I would assume that Dungeons and Dragons pretty close to this movie, I think. I mean, it looks close to the same. Yeah, it does look a lot the same. Well, so this is a uh, this is based off Robert E. Howard's character Cole. Um, Robert E. Howard also created Conan. He also created Red Sonia. Um, you know, it's these sword and sandal movie uh books back in i believe the 20s or 30s dungeons and dragons was three years later oh, there you go <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah um uh, i didn't do a lot of research on this uh 
but uh, I do. I didn't remember what you were telling me earlier that um, that Arnold. This was supposed to be Ar- uh, another Conan movie, and Correct. he he refused to do a third one or something. That's I forgot. What I it. That's what I read on IMDb. Like he refused to do the role again. I'm like, why? It didn't tell you why. Well, I mean, he probably read the script for one. <laughs> That's probably true. Well, he did Destroyer, which. I like it, but it's a pretty corny, stupid fucking movie. So I haven't seen those in so long that it it made me want to go back and watch those as well. Yeah, I need, I want to go back and watch Conan again. Conan so it's very it's it's killer. Um, but um, it's also weird. Um, even though I I do um, I do like respect them for this because it's different. Mm-hmm. I respect I respect them for doing something different. Th- th- this is what I mean by this. Like the score. The score is like a mix between like your your typical classy kind of score and like metal music. Yeah. Which I always found weird, but also I was always just like, well, you know, that's different. You know, hey, it doesn't work at all, really. It comes off really comical, honestly. No. Like that was one of my big nitpicks about the movie was right. the score is really bad. <laughs> It, we, yeah, just the reg, like even the reg, the regular score is bad. Like the sort of like whimsical, like you know, journey score, you know, going on a quest score. All it's, all the scores, very forgettable. Apparently, this guy's this guy is is, is uh, he's like Jerry Goldsmith's like brother or something. Jerry, oh, yeah. the great Jerry Goldsmith, who created lots of great fucking scores, like the Alien score. He'd done lots of really great scores, but um, yeah, just it's very weird. It's it and and everything seems. Uh, like, like all the scenes seem like everybody's off a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like sometimes, like people just kind of like they they read the script obviously and remembered their lines, but like everybody seems kind of off when they finish a line. Like to let the other person take up the you know kind of continue on with the dialogue. It's like it's just all like it's like even like you know the the infamous action scenes. They're all like everybody's kind of off and it's boring and it's clumsy and yeah, it's just, um, I read on, I read a review on here that, you know, some guy said like, is it a bad movie? I mean, is it a good movie? No. Is it a fun movie? Yes. And I, and I have to say it's not fun. It's boring. No. Yeah. There's or, a, yeah, go, go on. I was going to say for a movie that's only an hour and 30 minutes, it's pretty fucking boring. Yeah. I mean, it, the movie when watching it, it goes it goes by fast, but I don't it mean it goes yeah. by fast, fast. Like you start it and you're so involved and you're like, yeah, this is great. And then suddenly it's over and you're like, damn, I wanted more. I mean, yeah. it, it, it goes fast from where like it Cole's like training to fight. And then with this, yeah, those people get called, get called uh, back to the King or whatever, yeah, because the King's killing his heirs. And then suddenly he gets in a fight with the king and kills the king, and yeah. then <laughs> then he gives he, the king gives him the crown. But at the same time, like all the 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 sons come in for the to be next to be king, and then the suitors come in and go, "Well, them's the rules. He's king now." And it's like, what? Like it all that, happens so fast. That is honestly my favorite part of the movie, only because I laughed. Oh, I laughed a lot this movie. at it's him. He stabs the king, and then the guy, you know. It's Sin, Sin only Thorson, I think his name. He's been in a lot of stuff with Arnold. Yeah, he goes to give he goes to give him the crown or whatever, and uh, <laughs> are the heirs are fi- the heirs are fighting over it, and yeah. 
the king's alive enough to crawl over there with the crown. Like, no, 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 no. You get it. It's yours. Okay. Okay. So, uh, we, I don't think we've mentioned yet, but Kevin Sorbo is Cole the Conqueror. This is like big when Hercules' legendary journey was out. So, I guess they thought he was going to be the next big thing. Yeah. Um, Tia, Tia Carrera is in here as the evil sorceress. Um, Akavisha or something? I don't Akavasha. know. Akavasha. Something like that. Uh, Thomas Ian Griffin, Griffith, who plays the plays General Talgoro, whatever. All these names are very stupid. Um, but he's like, I've seen you've seen him before. He's been like John Carpenter's vampires. You know, he's like mm-hmm. a main vampire. He's been in like tons of shitty like straight to VHS Atkin movies. Um, you got you got the Indian in the cupboard. He's in here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's all I call him. This Indian in the cupboard. Whitefoot. Whitefoot. Yeah. Uh, Roy uh, Brocksmith, who plays two, the kind of fat bumbling guy with like the pool filter on his head. Mm-hmm. Um, he's from like you know Total Recall. He's like the doctor in Total Recall. The Arnold shoots in the head. Um, God, Harvey Firestein, man, Jesus Christ, he plays Juba, who's like yeah. this boat boat guy. And I'll mention this one more. I mentioned uh, uh, Karina Lamb- Lombard. She plays Zaretta. You've seen her before, too, uh, um, and lots of stuff. But she's in, like, Last Man Standing with Bruce Willis and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, So that whole – and i got to mention this one, one more thing. Uh, I didn't really look up a lot of what this guy wrote. Um, this guy, uh, Charles Edward Pro- uh, Progue, Pogue, this dude co-wrote The Fly, John Carpenter's The Fly. Oh, yeah. I Crazy. Saw Crazy. Um, and he wrote Dragonheart. It's like the last thing he ever did was Dragonheart. Um, but this guy who directed this movie, he died like the next year. Oh, <laughs> like like this movie kills him basically. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, we have John uh, John Nicolella Nicolella or whatever. He directed a bunch and produced a bunch of uh, Miami Vice. Um, did a bunch of Nash Bridges stuff. Um, but he directed a bunch of like movies that are like straight to VHS movies. He did some, he, and he produced some big stuff like uh, Star Night Fever and stuff like that. But um, yeah, this is a, this is the last movie he made. It's because this came out in '97. He died the next year. Um, but all right, enough of that shit. The beginning. There's a scroll which Kevin uh, Kevin Sorbo like he's like asleep or something reading this. Mm-hmm. It's 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 baffling. Like the scroll's going by so fast. Uh, it's changes scene to scene. It looks like this, like fire on the screen. It looks kind of like, kind of remind me of like Spawn or some shit. Yeah. Um, but he's reading this. It's like it's really like nonsense. It's nothing like when you hear what's his name talk like at the beginning of like Conan, where it's like if it feels epic. Like he's just like reading off like, like cliff notes or some shit. It's it's ridiculous. Like you know, in the time of whatever, he's like it's it's dumb. And then the movie, it, the metal comes on, fire comes out, says coal. Um, and he's, he's in this, uh, like Johnny was saying before, he's having this fight. Like there's all these guys around him. He's, it's all in slow motion and shit looks like shit. And you come to find out that like Cole is like, he's been doing, he's been training for this for like a really long time or something. But like, they just found out that he's Atlantean and apparently Atlanteans can't be Kings. They, they're like, it has to be like Royal blood and like. Why hasn't, why, like, when he signed up for the first time, why didn't they go, like, hey, like, where do you air from? He's like, well, I could, he should, he, if he had said Atlantis, they're like, well, don't even try to, don't even bother even doing this because you you can't, you can never be, you know, part of this army because you're fucking Atlantean. So, like, how long has he been training for this fucking thing for? Yeah. See, I don't you know, know if I mean? that, yeah, I don't know if that was like his first time going out there to try 
Because, I mean, they seemed impressed with him. It was just he he was using, as they said, a barbarian weapon. Right. Instead of a noble sword. A sword. And then they put blindfolds on and get in a a pond. And it's like they have swords that are lit on fire. And then I didn't understand. Like, like, so you guys are both going to hear each other? Like. What, what, would it make more sense if you guys were on land so you guys can't hear where other person is? I thought that <laughs> make was any sense. <laughs> see, I kind of liked that. I thought it was going to be more of a, especially when he goes to put the blindfold on and like he stops the guy at first. I thought it was going to be more of a, like he wasn't going to wear a blindfold. I thought so was, too, but they and they it, immediately cut that off. Though. He puts a fucking blindfold on. Yeah, he puts it on and then they have their big combat. And then I thought at one point, uh, there's the part where Cole like drops and he puts his sword in the water. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was going to be like a kind of way to trick the other guy. Yeah. I thought so, so too. Hear the fire. I thought that was going to be a payoff or something, but I mean, nope. it turned out just to be a big nothing. Yeah. That, that, that's, I think it's a lot of things in this movie. Like it just turns out to be nothing. Um, but it, kind of what you're saying before. Uh, so like, if you walk away, if you're watching the beginning of this movie, you walk away so many things like you just take a piss or like throw something in the trash can. You're going to miss so much because so much happens in like the first like five to ten minutes. If you doze off it, you miss it like I did. Right. Yeah. You have to watch it all over again because like he like literally because Cole has been uh, he fails this test. He um uh the king is killing off his um, his kin or whatever, which I only see one dead. Um, and then they're at this kingdom. Uh, Cole just po- Cole just like pops in and he's like, "No, don't do that." And then like he kind of fights with the king. Nobody does anything. Like Cole's like like everybody just stands around. He's fighting with the king. Accidentally stabs him. I thought he was dead, but apparently like at some point he just is still alive. Gives Cole the uh, crown. And he's the fucking king. Yeah. And it happens in like 10 minutes. It's crazy. And that's one of those things too. Like when it get, when it got there and, you know, he's talking to, uh, Zaretta. Yeah. His, his, you know, the harem girl fortune teller. And she mentions to him about, you know, you obviously, when it starts off, there's something clearly that's happened with them in the past. Right. Because they t- they talk about how uh, he grabbed her and she says, but that wasn't my waist you grabbed. You know, mm-hmm. ha ha. Funny, yeah. funny. There's a lot of that, too, in here. Like, like, like attempts at jokes or something. Yeah. And, and then fall flat every time. Yeah. And like when they're talking and then she mentions to him, you know, it's like she always told them before, like his fortune was uh, what was it would be the king by the hand of the king. Yes. Or something like that. And it's almost like there was a prequel we missed, or maybe there was I a know. Comic book series. Or... I mean, it was a book. I mean, it was there was several books of Cole, and like like apparently this is a mixture of like one of the Cole stories and a mixture of one of the Conan the Barbarian stories. Um, I don't think it would matter though, because I'm you're still confused the entire time. Like, okay. I want to mention this real fast. Did you see how much money this was made for? No, I did not. So this movie was, this is 1997 money, everybody. This was this was made for thirty million dollars. That's a lot of money back in '97, mm-hmm. right? This movie grossed, I'm not shitting you, six million dollars. It opened at number nine. <laughs> it was a massive failure. It was like in over three thousand theaters. Huge I'm curious what it was up against. 
Oh yeah, I don't know. I was, I'm pretty sure did this speed come out that year? Ninety seven? I could be wrong, but maybe. Maybe I don't know. I'm I'm sure something really big was out that year. But um so like he immediately starts to t- like he like they like they, he's king and like they immediately like like all right, this is let's just go through the tutorial of being a king. And he's like he's just taken to like nothing happened. Like it's like, oh yeah, right. That's it. Like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like Cole becomes Cole becomes king. Um and uh the guy you know, the these sol- the soldiers around him are pretty the soldiers or uh the brother I don't know if they're brothers or whatever, you know, the the, the Thomas Eden Griffith, the other guy, and like oh, are the they guy- brothers or something? I don't get it. I don't know. All I know is the other guy, the one who uh you're talking about the guy that towards the end he wants to be the king, not the not the not the guy that takes the girl at the end and that, goes to that, toss her in the fire. That guy, and there's like another long, the other, uh, there's, there's that guy, Thomas Heath, the, the general Talgo or whatever. And there's the other guy who Tia Career like pushes, like catches him on fire and pushes him out the window. That guy. Are they brothers? Yeah. I don't know because I know the three like main antagonist people are the three main bad guys. And right. you got, you got the guy that he goes around uh, the Thomasian, like you were saying. Yeah. Uh, then you got what was his name, Inaros. Yeah, like the, the the shorter guy. Yeah. And then uh, he was Inaros was the one that kept getting like burned and junk like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like he's like yeah he's like a lackey or so he's always getting. I think, I think they I think they thought that was kind of supposed to be like a joke too. Like uh, how many times he gets hit or pushed down mm-hmm. or. Cut or well, yeah, because yeah, because he backs backmouths her the whole time, and then the one time he kind of stands up for her, she walks over to him and is and you know like gives him a nod, and he's right. Yeah. Dukalon, I think, is the guy's. I just thought of him as uh, he looked just like the king from Dragonheart. Oh yeah, right. It's a skinnier. Well, I think that guy's skinnier. The guy who plays Doctor Lupin in Harry Potter. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. All right, so these guys are these guys are upset that he's king, so they get like mysterious letters to meet at some like uh, castle, which I don't really understand the fire. This constant fire always happening. I, I don't. They explain it, but it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so they meet there, and it's like this this it's like a pig faced guy creature, and there's this uh, the guy you were just talking. It's basically this wizard guy, and he's like, yeah, I sent the notes. Um, I know how to base. I know how we can, you know, we can basically kill Cole, and they resurrect this fucking sorceress just to kill Cole. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. Like, like Cole is just a guy. Just like poison his fucking drinks or kill him while he's asleep or something. You have a whole army, but like they have to hire this fucking sorceress. A hire. You have to resurrect the sorceress, which, which they could have done at any time. Because like that wizard guy is like, I've been waiting for your. Uh, like for your awakening or whatever this whole time. Like why you already know how to do all this shit. Makes no fucking sense. Like it's so fucking stupid, right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and I I have a slight update. I'm looking at the movies that were released around when that came out. Oh my God. Okay. So July, you got men in black. Oh my. Yeah. Well, so that was out around then. Then you got, let's see air force one. Oh yeah. Big movie. Air bud. 
Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, so big, yeah. big, big money for Airbud though. It made a lot of sequels. So. GI Jane. Came oh really? Out the oh. week before Cole, wow. and then like right after Cole, you got Fire Down Below. <laughs> oh, I remember that movie. Yeah, it's out in the theater too. Yeah, that's a lot of those. Those are like three huge fucking movies though. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, I had no fucking chance. No chance. I mean. I mean, it, it, even the trailers look fucking terrible. Like they look bad, and you know it's it's very strange. I don't know. Um, well, I th- I think the movie was mainly going to, ca- and I mean it's the reason I wanted to see it when it first came out. It was trying to capture the fandom Kevin Sorbo had at the time from right. Hercules. Yeah, because I remember that was the reason I wanted to go see it. I was like, Hercules, this is awesome. I can't wait. And then he I did agree. this. And then he disappeared until like Meet the Spartans came out. Oh yeah. Well, Hercules lasted for a long time though, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They had those, had like didn't have like three or four like TV movies. Yeah, it started off with TV movies in the very oh, that's beginning. It. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's kind of what what I kind of wanted to see it was because this looked like a looked like fun like a, a sword and sandal movie when i was when i now I already seen like you know uh, Conan at the time and Red Sonia and like. Um, Sword and the Sorceress, and you know so those those types of movies, you know, mm-hmm. and um, that's why I was excited to see it. Plus, you know, it had Tia Career, and I'm like, no, oh, she's I like Tia Career. She's fucking hot. So I was like, I'll check it out. Side note: and, I will say Tia Carrera for the longest time when I was younger, I thought was what's her face, Asia Carrera, the porn star. The porn star. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I that's somehow okay. had that, I somehow had that mixed up for the longest time before I realized it was not. <sighs> It's okay. Uh, I gotta look. I gotta see what she looks like. I haven't seen her, her face in a long time. So, um, but uh, that was weird. What I just said. But uh, yeah. So you know, um, it's got like a bunch of. So they resurrect her, and she immediately is like a fucking like. You guys really think that she's gonna do all this stuff for you guys and like let you guys be king? Come on, like there's no fucking way. And she she doesn't portray herself as like helping them in any way either. Like she's an asshole. He's an yeah. evil fucking sorceress. I mean, yeah. The yeah. only the only time it ever seems like okay, she's going along with the plan is she keeps telling the other guy like you know you will be by my side and we will yeah, be Thomas king. Yeah, Thomas Griffith. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Kevin Sorbo uh, plays everything like deadpan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he has no reaction, this whole movie. Like, his reaction is just, like, dull. Like, I'm just here. This is what mm-hmm. I'm doing now. There's, like, all these, like, lines he talks about, the lines that he says to are, like, are just, like, fucking. Like, it's, like, literally, like, uh, Kevin Sorbo reading, like, uh, Shakespeare or some shit. And it's fucking bad. Well, let, let's not forget that in the movie he plays a pirate who was yeah. a slave, mm-hmm. who was a barbarian... Who becomes a king? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, he's wearing a lot of hats. Wearing a lot of hats. Wearing a lot of bad shirts as well. Sometimes um, no shirt. Sometimes no shirt. Sometimes uh, uh, he takes off his shirt for no reason. Just takes it off. Um, there's did, a lot of. Go ahead, buddy. Did you read the fact that uh, when he did this, he just like when doing Hercules, he refused to shave his body hair. <laughs> no, I didn't read that. <laughs> Apparently, they asked him to shave, and he said no. It wouldn't make sense. So, 
just like in Hercules, he never <laughs> shaved his body hair for this movie. <laughs> That's why he's all hairy chested the whole time. Well, I mean, like he's I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, they, they no one's going to be like fucking uh, bare, bald, bare chested back then. Mm-hmm. Everybody be fucking hairy all the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, good for him, man. Hey, whatever. I'm sure he got paid a sh- I, I mean, was Hercules Hercules is like really on at this point, right? 97? I would imagine so. Yeah. I and I can't, I can't, for, you know, I can't forget to say that this also, this is, I, I never thought I'd say this, but literally an out, like an episode of Hercules is better acted. Oh yeah. Better, better scripted, better filmed and edited. Like, th- like, remember that you, I know you remember this cause we just watched this fucking movie, but that scene where like, um, he gets out of the castle after he gets, after he clumsily like escapes this fucking torture dungeon from this stupid goblin thing. And he's running out of the castle, and he meets uh, he meets he meets Indian in the cupboard, and they run they they get on horses and they ride away, and then they decide to go back to the city, and he hides underneath a camel, which like farts and pisses out of out of its ass or something. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, that was it's brutal. Dumb. Um, but then um, he's like in the city with like not a hood on or, or anything. He's just like his he has he's just you can you see him? All these people can see it. They know what Cole looks like, but no one's recognizing it's him. And then they're going to burn Zaretta. Then they put on hoods. And then they go inside this, like, tomb or whatever. And, like, they find what's supposed to be his body. Um, it's some other guy. And then what happens is that they're going to take his body out to be burned. But Kevin Sorbo put the clothes on and the helmet on and jumps up and starts fighting them. And then Indian in the cupboard comes and helps, too. And it's like this whole army against these two guys. And one guy, he says plainly, I'm a priest. I don't kill. So Kevin Sorbo fighting all these dudes and another guy who doesn't kill anybody. He can't kill anybody. Swinging around some fucking urn. And it's like, what the fuck is this? Well, shitty music plays. So I love how they got to it by walking through the town. And no one notices that this is the king. Even though the other guy, Lightfoot, he has his like a veil thing over his head, but right. you know, Kevin Sorbo's running around. He ha- doesn't have anything over his, no, nope. uh, he does part of the time, but then he takes it off. No one he notices, yeah, no one even that, yeah. though we had just seen a couple scenes earlier, which in the time frame this movie runs could have been years earlier. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, true. He's, and, and he's, he smells like fucking camel piss. Yeah. Cause they make fun of that, but he's being paraded through the town in that scene before, which by the way, there's geese, Sitting on like a when it shows like a far away shot that made me laugh. I don't know why the geese are there, but they're just I there. I don't know. There's even a scene where like the camera's panning to look at uh, Zaretta uh, on that pole because they're gonna burn her because she's a witch. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a dude like walking past the camera holding a chicken. The chicken's like freaking the fuck out. <laughs> it's fucking mm-hmm. hilarious. It's weird as shit. But it's like, what's the point of it? I don't get it. But um, but I yeah, can it's confirm. Just... I can confirm something for you now. Okay. So. There were six seasons of Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. This was filmed between seasons three and four. Wow. So this was during basically the height height. of Hercules. Hercules, yeah. But, I mean, he wins either way. Yeah. Goes back to fucking Hercules afterwards. Holy shit. Um, And the scene, this this fight scene goes on forever. It feels like it, at least. Um, Metal music is playing. It's chugging, and all these aren't all these soldiers are coming in to get get him. Um, And then what they do is knock down some uh, some like torches or whatever, 
and there's sand all on the ground. Literally, this place fucking lights up immediately. And the whole army's they're they're cut they're, they're cut off because of the fire. And it's like, what the fuck? And then oh, <laughs> fucking brain. <laughs> it's all over the place. It's all and then like so riddle me this. I don't remember I don't remember now, but like um she has the wizard guy says like she has like seven days before something happens. I what is supposed it, to happen? So going by what happens at the end of the movie, I think it's seven days before I think she's she dies or something, like she loses her form because there's the scene where she's like she's wincing in pain. Right, yeah. As the sun enters the thing, like I guess she has up until that time to perform the ritual or something, and she reaches out and like a little dragon claw comes out of her hand for a second. Right, right, yeah. So. I, okay, you you don't know either, and I don't. So there you go. I mean, no... I'm just assuming at this point. It the movie's hard to follow. It's really hard to follow. Yeah. Um, did you catch the line that Kier Kier says? It's completely obviously a fucking Darth Vader line. Yes, I did. Wow, it was, it's the same fucking line. Like I think she like. Speaking of altering, she alters like a little bit of it, like like a one word maybe, but like I was like, no fucking, they just ripped off this fucking line from Darth Vader. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like literally, she she could have just said Lando. I'm altering the deal. Don't pray I don't alter any further. It's like holy shit, it's it's a fucking trip, man. Um, so they have to go to like some Isle of Ice or something to find some god's breath to make them ice or cold or something to to diminish uh tia career's uh eternal flame or something like that right yeah so um so they get on a boat um and uh what's his name firestein uh, yeah harvey firestein is his old buddy juba that's it um how could i forget right a jewish (laughs) man with the name juba uh but um he um uh, Hercules is like, hey, listen, I got, I got this old buddy of mine. He owes me a favor, and he's, he's a piece of shit, obviously. And uh, they get on the boat, and while they're going to this fire Isle, uh, Isle of Fire uh, Ice, sorry, um, they get drugged, and for some reason, take off, <laughs> take off Kevin Sorbo's shirt, even though he had one on. In the morning, he wakes up with no shirt on, and he breaks out, obviously. And you have Hercules and Indy in the cupboard. Uh, fighting an entire boat worth of bad guys, and but all the bad guys just stand around. They don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like it's I, crazy. I did, I did like the they were drugged part, but I only liked that they were drugged part only because that scene before, whenever uh, Juba goes to give them food and drink, yeah. Cole tells him, you know, why would you tells Lightfoot, like you know. You're not thinking with your brain makes Juba eat some of it first and drink Mm -hmm. some of it. Mm -hmm. And then when they wake up the next morning, he tells them, you know, it wasn't poisoned. It was just drugged. So I like that. This is one of those instances where the bad guy drugged himself technically. Technically, yeah. Just so that they could drug the good guys. Right. Um, Well, yeah, they they, uh, they eventually get to the the aisle. And at the same time, um, uh, what, all these people's names are fucking stupid. Thomas Eaton Griffith uh, gets told by Tia Carrera to go uh, to also go to the uh, Isle of Ice, and he's like, "Well, they have like days ahead, like days ahead of me." He's like, "Don't worry about it. I got you, man." They get on the boat, 
And see, I uh, missed she, that. I just thought they showed up. No, like, they get on a boat, and uh, Tia creators like a magic spell and, and blows a kiss, and the wind comes and gives them faster speed. I, I must have missed that. I must have blinked and can't missed fucking it. believe you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you. I'm not doing a podcast, and I missed <laughs> the one important scene in the whole I'm movie. Cole the Conqueror. Because <laughs> I just thought they showed up. No, like, well, it feels like that, doesn't it? They just show yeah. up because they're technically they're kind of still late, honestly. Um, yeah, pretty much at that point. Yeah, um, I, there's a scene I, I have to say uh, the cave. I like the matte painting cave. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I always love matte painting, so it's a, it's a really cool technique. It's kind of a lost art now, but I love it. Um, and I like uh, that um, scene where. Indiana Cupboard's gonna go uh, go after uh, Zaretta or whatever, and like he kind of turns, kind of frozen. Uh huh. And he pulls, and uh, Kevin Sorbo pulls him back. I, I, it was a pretty. And then a uh, dude eventually goes. A soldier ends up winding going in there. He freezes, which I thought was a cool idea. I like I like that set. I like all I like the, the frozen too. people. I yeah, mean, me it's it's weird to me that some made it further than others, considering. I I agree, buddy. They kind of make that freeze point there, and then the fight scene that takes place after. You know, they the walls no longer there and they're fighting. Mm-hmm. I thought was going to be it. Maybe it's because of the rating of the movie, but I was kind of expecting like swinging at each other, like taking bodies apart. Well, this was technically supposed to be rated R, and I, that's what it says on IMDb. It was supposed to be a rated R, but they made it PG 13 instead. Can't tell you why. Because uh, it didn't help with the box office, obviously. <laughs> so, I mean, um, probably once Arnold wasn't attached to it anymore, they figured. Kevin Sorbo's fans are all yeah, Hercules yeah. kids, so. Yeah, um, it's weird, like, uh, so, uh, going back a little bit, Kevin Kevin Sorbo sleeps with uh, Tia Carrera uh, after after he gets, like, uh, after she mystically, like, sort of, like, uh, uh, casts a magic spell on his, on his dick, and he, they go just, they go have sex, which is, all. there's, like, two sex scenes in here. They're both, like, really <laughs> terrible and bad. They're gross. But, um, Kevin Sorbo falls asleep and she shoots like a fireball into his mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't really understand that. And then, then we have uh, Zaretta going to capture the power of this uh, god-like creature, and it's just like a solid like minute of like cold air going in, animated air, which looks cool in my opinion, going into her mouth. And then eventually she kisses uh, Zaretta, kisses uh, Hercules, and. She puts that back in his mouth too. <laughs> so stupid. Go <laughs> ahead. Um, I kind of like how the kiss played into things throughout the whole movie. Well, I do like that he kisses the monster version of Tia Carrera. It was that was pretty funny. Like it's, I like it like that. Like it's, that's yeah. what. I, yeah, you know, it's, it's not good, but I, I like that he actually kisses the creature. Which yeah, but I, I part, like the how... puppet creature is pretty cool looking. So I like the puppet creature, and Me then too. I, I mean, I liked through the whole movie. You know, from the beginning, he read or he gets the fortune said, and it says, uh, "The fate of your kingdom will be found in a kiss." On a kiss, you're right. And I, so, I, I today, yeah. yeah, and so it plays out like, oh, it's because he kisses Tia Correcta. Carrera and oh, falls in love with her, and then like it just plays along throughout all the kisses until, you know, he says it as his big "screw you" line to the oh, demon. God. I I forgot what he said. It's terrible. But I forget the line he says. Oh, that's what he says. The fate of your kingdom. He says, "Remember, the fate of my kingdom will be in I, a kiss." I, in a kiss. Yeah. That's what he says to the monster at the end, huh? Yeah, that's his huh. big. Uh, 
Hasta la, hasta la vista. Hasta la vista. Man. <laughs> no sequel for you moment, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, the um, what was I going to say? Oh god, this movie's so confusing. Uh, but um, so uh, 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 he gets back after um, so yeah, okay. So the wind, the goddess twin, goes inside Zarita, and um, Hercules is fighting Thomas Heath Griffin, and um, uh, I do, I did like the part where uh, where uh, Hercules rips that dude's hand off with the with the base on it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it continues to stay there the whole time. Like he's got this hand on there the whole time. Um, and then eventually, uh, uh, I don't know what happens to Hercules. He falls down or something. And then like any of the cupboard gets up and tries to fight Thomas Eden Griffith for some reason. He gets stabbed. Obviously it's going to happen. Um, but I thought it was, uh, Thomas Eden Griffin takes off with Zaretta eventually because, uh, the, the ceilings collapse and he gets cat, he gets, uh, like snowed in basically no pun intended. And, uh, just hitting the cupboard is dying. And Hercules takes it upon himself to like just talk about like have a monologue moment. And mm-hmm. then when he turns around, he's fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, and it's like mid-sentence. He's <laughs> like, we have to figure out a way to <laughs> He's like staring right at him too. <laughs> like it's fucking amazing. <laughs> As if his dying thought was like, You son of a bitch, I'm right yeah. here. Yeah, that's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, this guy's dying, man. And like, the last thing he hears in this life is you fucking talking about yourself. It's like <laughs> a bunch of bullshit. Um, but uh, okay, so all the boats are destroyed, apparently, until Hercules finds one that works. And uh, he's floating back uh, to the island uh, to fight um, Tia Career and everything else. And uh, just this weird scene where she shoots fire down the down the like walkway through the city to block mm-hmm. off the entrance to uh, the city. Um, and Hercules uh, has a grappling hook, and he throws it on a cliff or something, right? And then he swings onto the island. That happens, right? Maybe was this another I, I blinked moment and. <laughs> Because it's, I don't, it's, it's real fast. Then, yeah, I mean, I must have. Because now that I'm trying to think about it, I remember him being on the boat and I remember her lighting up the walkway. Yeah. And, you know, haha, now we can't get here. And then the next yep. thing I remember is he's there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really fast. Like, he literally like looks around. Uh, like, they didn't, like, it's like they almost didn't tell him action or tell him, like, this is what you're seeing over here you know like a director would mm-hmm. and like kevin sorbo is just like staring off into space um the fire thing happens he's staring staring then turns to his like right or left runs to the other side of the boat cut to Tikura floating in the fireball and I, I, I gotta ask you why not just build a real fire you can make a big fire but no it's a, this huge cgi fire ball thing fire uh tree whatever <laughs> it's ridiculous and then cut back to kevin sorbo with the uh, grappling hook he swings it he throws it it lands on some rocks you don't even see it catch on anything it just lands on some rocks and then cut to him swinging and then he just swings and like uh, lands on the side of a cliff and he's uh his jacket is his shirt is smoking so he takes his shirt off of course as you do as needed the, the thing is though the boat never caught on fire. So I don't understand why he's, he's this shirt is steaming. He takes it off anyways. 
And um, instead of, you know, uh, Hercules, like, maybe, you know, sneaking in and, like, taking them by surprise, fuck that. It's not his shit. So he just yells. And he, like, and everybody, like, turns around, like, oh, you're there you are. Let's, let's fight. He just came up behind Thomas Ian Griffin to chop his fucking head off. But, nah, I'm just going to yell at you. <laughs> yeah. The... The whole ending of the movie seemed weird. Really quick. And, yeah, it seemed weird and out of place and really quick. And mm-hmm. like um, Thomas Ethan Griffith and Hercules are fighting, and uh, Thomas Ethan Griffin tries to pull like a, a knife, like a secret dagger knife on Hercules. Hercules just immediately turns around, stabs him. You think he's dead, like the king I, at the beginning. So I didn't know where that knife came from. I don't know either. When watching, I thought like Hercules had a knife and <laughs> stabbed just like he had one <laughs> hidden. I was like, ah, well, that was smart, I guess. Like, I didn't know the other guy had it. He I was had just it like, well, that was weird. Yeah. Because I, I expected him. I mean, just like what does end up happening. I expected him to go out by the axe. Right, right. Which it's like the axe kind of goes in like maybe like an inch or two inches of his body. And he, mm-hmm. then he's dead. I'm like, why that? Chop off his fucking head, man. Or put that, put, get that axe deep in his fucking body. I thought the axe was going to cut his head off when it was spinning around the fire. <laughs> I thought they are both going to fucking die. <laughs> um, so they use Zeretta, uh, the, the power, the, well, Thomas Ethan Griffith's plan is, what his power, what his plan is to use her power of the cold to completely uh, diminish um, T. Career's fire, eternal fireball thing, right? Yeah, and that's what they tell you. They say she needs to go into the fire in order to stop the eternal flame. Right, but, like, something happens with Zeretta. She, like, passes out or something? It doesn't work. Oh. It okay. it doesn't work because, I guess, the fate of the kingdom has to be in a kiss. Because <laughs> it was said. So. Yeah, it was said. <laughs> um, but, uh, so Kevin Sorbo ends up kissing her, and he gets the power. It's the only time he has an expression in the whole movie. His eyes get wide. Whoa. Now, now um, you're jumping into that part, but you jumped past the oh, please, snake go knife. Ahead. The what? The snake knife. Where? Oh, oh I forgot the snake knife. You're the right. guy pulls out the staff and throws the snake off the top of it, and Hercules <laughs> grabs it, and then it turns at him, and he chunks it back. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, the sorcerer has like uh, uh, he has a, a cane, right? And mm. the top of it's like a spiral, like snake. And then in this part, you uh, find out the snake, I mean, the uh, the hilt or whatever is a knife. And uh, just like Johnny says, the snake, it, it's alive. It's kind of like, it kind of reminds me of the scene in the shadow where that knife, like like uh, uh, Alex, uh, what's his name? Um, Alec Baldwin, like has the, uh, he's getting trained in that mm-hmm. temple. That snake, that that, uh, that knife is alive. Or it's like, ah, whatever. It's, but that's a better movie. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting, I guess. Right? I don't, it's a huge knife. Yeah, it's Massive a huge knife. knife, and the snake is pretty uh, there. It's there. <laughs> and then you think that like because uh, Kevin Sorbo, it's kind of like you know Big Trouble when the when uh, 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 Shao Kahn throws not Shao Kahn, that's Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> but when uh, what's his name throws the knife at Kurt Russell, he catches it and he throws it back. He oh, kills yeah. him, but in this, uh, the sorcerer throws the knife. Kim, uh, Hercules catches it. He throws it back. And you think he's gonna stab him, 
But no, 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 that snake is alive and it snake bites him right in the mouth. <laughs> Again, the fate of the kingdom was sealed in a kiss. kiss. Yeah, a lot of mouth stuff in this movie. It's very strange. I caught that caught on that really quickly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um uh, we also didn't mention well, we mentioned that he escapes from this dungeon at some point, but like how like he Hercules calls the pig guy ugly. Pig guy gets upset about it. Goes to bite Hercules. Hercules puts chain in Pigman's mouth. Bites the chain. Gets free. Uh, then uh, he's fighting with the pig guy. He uses the chain on his cuffs to choke the pigman. But instead of going to his neck, goes into his mouth. Pigman bites chain. Gets free again. <laughs> um, and then Hercules wraps his neck up, kind of like John McClane in Die Hard when he wraps up uh, Carl's fucking neck with a chain and pulls him up. Same kind of mm-hmm. shit happens. It's and no, and no one hears any of this stuff because, like, he he gets free immediately. Like, they, they could be like halfway up the staircase still. It's all this banging and shit in the background, but they never go down and look see if he's there. Well, fuck it. <laughs> no, a lot of backs get turned. Mm-hmm. Back in the day of the sand and sword and shield, although not a lot of shields. <laughs> not a lot of shields. No, no, no. I, I know it, you. It's a, a blink and you miss it moment. Another one of those in here, but um. When Cole cuts off uh, uh, Sarita's uh, ropes or whatever, and she gets free, her and uh, Indy in the cupboard are going into that pimp, that temple or whatever. And he's got a shield some re- for some reason. He's blocking somebody's sword. Oh. Yeah, I didn't. You know, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, no shields. Nobody's got a fucking shield, man. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, it just kind of it goes out with a whimper, like um, the cool puppet. Monster says, "You know, give me a kiss, my you know, my love." And it's like a, the the moon, the the moon is eclipsing the sun, and it's got this, it's got that monster's face in it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand that either, but I guess the sun projects the creature's face onto Tia Carrera to make her weird. Um, like she looks, she looks like she's straight out like Army of Darkness or some shit. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, he kisses, he really kisses the monster, and. Uh, it like spits spins around something out. Stuff. He spits something yeah. out after he kisses her. No, I think he spit because he just kissed the gross monster creature. Oh, thing. <laughs> I thought he spit something out. Like there was a chunk of something in his mouth from the kiss. Cause she had those nasty things like hanging from her chin. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like drooling saliva or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it looks, it looks like spit to me. Um, but, but it's uh, hilarious to watch. It's it's very fucking funny. Like he leans in and he's got to grab it by the mouth. And mm-hmm. I can only imagine at that time Kevin Sorbo's like, "Fuck, a paycheck's a paycheck." <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Um, because I don't know why they did this, but like uh, when Zaretta kisses him, they like left like a milk mustache on his face, and I'm like, "Why yeah. did they do this?" Like, From the frost, like going yeah. in his mouth. Yes, I thought that was weird too because I'm like, in my head, I'm like. He's going to turn and she'll notice like the frost and maybe that would be something. Right, right, right. But no, again, no. He kisses it. It just kind of spins around for a long time. And then it just it dies, I guess. Oh, uh, did we mention that uh, the time I see in Griffith, he gets stabbed, but he, uh, he it's like a fake out, another fake out death. He comes back. You mentioned he got stabbed and then we later mentioned, well, yeah, he, axe. Take, he takes the axe. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's when I was like, well, I thought the axe would kill him. And then later on, I was right. like, oh, good. I'm okay. finally going to get that callback from the beginning of the movie. <laughs> True. That's a good point. Um, uh, but th- this fire thing is spinning around 
and uh, tell me the the, the uh, Cole's axe got put into it. It was like and it's spinning around like a tornado, and then eventually he just catches the axe and it doesn't tell Sarita he's gonna do it. It just duck. He quick, smartly. Uh, he's got great reflexes. He ducks down while, and that's why I thought he chop his head off. Yeah. I was like, yeah, cool, fucking do it. And he just kind of slightly just kind of puts the knife into his body. I'm like, that's it? Now he's well, dead? I thought it was going to be, yeah, he was going to swing it, cut his head off while he's holding her hair. And, like, it was going to do this scene, like, in movies where you see the axe go through her hair. Oh, and, yeah, right. And take his head off. And, yeah. And, no, he goes for the chest. And in my head, I'm like, Why? you know, it's good she planned on ducking lower than just, like, <laughs> a little bit. Good point. <laughs> that would have been one of those freak accidents, like, and <laughs> yeah. oh my god, I'm so sorry. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh man. Ah. Good thing uh, I have a whole set of harems back at the. <laughs> um. But yeah, that happens, and she's still alive. You know, she doesn't die. Uh. Uh. Cut to, um, him being crowned again. Yeah. Him? Lightfoot's still dead, though. Poor guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, uh, uh, we forgot to mention that he was the girl's brother. Yeah, any, that, any of the cupboard was, yeah, her brother. There's yeah. that joke scene where Cole sees them two talking, and he's like, so what is this between y'all? It's like, he's my brother. He's like, oh, good. Okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> see, that, now, you mentioned that. I didn't. I don't remember that scene. So I yeah. was when I, when I was watching it, it felt like it was forty five minutes in, and he's like, "But I, I got to protect my sister." I'm like, "It is his." Okay, okay, I, I thought yeah, so, it, but I'm sure. It's heavily ADR'd when they're running down a hallway. Like they're not standing there talking; they're running down a hallway, and I don't even think anyone's on scene anymore. And you just hear <laughs> Kevin Sorbo go, "Oh, good." Oh God! <laughs> oh God! <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, uh, you know, Cole was the slave. Uh, who was a pirate, uh, then becomes king. He doesn't like slaves stuff. So he's like, all right, these tablets we got, these laws. Now, they don't ever say what other laws are on there. So it, it can't be like three or four massive, like six-foot-tall tablets of laws for owning slaves. It's got to be tons of laws for this place. But he destroys all the fucking tablets with laws on them. No more makes, law. No more law. And then um, he makes this really weird. He says this really weird line where like uh, Kevin Sorbo does, um, where he says, um, uh, my loins uh, will make will, uh, will be will make stronger, uh, uh, tougher people or whatever. Yeah, it's when he takes he takes uh, her to be his queen and. The the guy too says, but sir, she's not of noble blood, and right. he's like, well, the the red blood and the red blood and whatever in me and her veins or in our loins will make a stronger right line or some junk like that. Which is like what, like maybe you're gonna have like two or three babies, or are you gonna, are you gonna fuck all the women in this village to make stronger fucking people? Oh, he's gonna sleep around at some point. <laughs> he's gonna fuck around. <laughs> Um, and then, um, this is awkward scene at the end where everyone's going coal or coal or hail or I forget what they're saying, but like, there are all these people like behind, uh, and on the side of, uh, Hercules and they have no, no reaction to anything going on. They just stand like all the f people sitting with the flags. They're just mm -hmm. like pointing. They're like, they're staring straight ahead. 
and doing nothing. There's no reaction out of anybody besides the people in the crowd. And it's over. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> Badly. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, um, it, it's, uh, it's Cole, the Conqueror. We talked about it for 50 minutes. <laughs> it's over. But I got to say, it was fun going back to watch this because uh, Joanna had never seen it before, and she watched it with me, and she had a lot of fun watching it. We laughed a lot. And um, I, I was trying to find some, so, like, I was going to try to find some positive things. I had a couple there, but, like, some matte paintings and the creature at the end. And, um, uh, you know, the music is bad. And, but, like, I don't have a lot of, like, I can't even say positively that the movie's even, even filmed well. It doesn't look really that great yeah. at all. There's no real, like, interesting shots or interesting sort of angles. The camera sticks yeah. that. And- it's and it's not like the movie went on to boost anyone's career or do anything. Cause like we, no. you know, I said earlier, Kevin Sorbo, he's doing stuff now, mostly a bunch of religious movies. movies that suck. <laughs> does mostly a bunch of religious movies. He did. I mean, it's so funny. He does religious movies now because I think I've mentioned it to you before. He has a movie called pool boys. Which oh, I've heard of this movie. It, it's one of the most racist movies I have ever watched in my life. <laughs> really? That if you watch it with, you know, the thought of how Kevin Sorbo is now, it's like, this is like opposite end of the spectrum. Oh, we'll have to watch I remember renting it from Blockbuster the day it came out. Ooh. Is he the main character? Yeah, he's the main guy. Whoa. Okay. All right. See, I thought this was the only. Uh, I thought this was the only movie he had a lead in besides like God's Not Dead and other stuff he does in the Christian movie stuff. Yeah, it's Christian movies now. And that's all he does now. It's Christian movies. So I forget that company, like the Dove Foundation or some shit. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. They're all fucking terrible. But yeah, well, um, that one. He's got the one where it's him and his wife or something like that. Really? Yeah, where Jesus. he directed it and it stars him and his wife and it's about their kid. Who I think uh, is actually their kid in real life. Okay. He dies. And so it's him dealing with like alcoholism and going oh, through life with the great. fact that, you know, his son's dead and I forgot. Well I what it was called. I know it came out like a couple years ago. Okay. Well, I think uh Lucy Lawless made it out better than Kevin Swarbrick. Oh yeah. She's yeah. still she's still kicking. She's still kicking ass. She's still cool. Um, she's still fucking sexy and uh she got naked a lot in Spart- Spartacus, which is cool. She did and, and fun, and um, I always liked Xena more, anyways. So, but hey, uh, you know, it was fun. Is this this is like uh, now we might have to cover this some down down the line too. But like, this kind of reminds me of like that uh, like that movie Firestorm. Remember that movie? Yes. With Howie Long. Yes. It's like shocking. yeah, it's it's garbage, but uh, but it's like this weird period of time where like like they just. They, they they found somebody they liked, and that was sort of popular, and they just put them in a big budget movie, and the movie well, fails usually. So well, yeah, I mean they still do that today too. Look at a, yeah, what was it? The last one that I can think of off the top of my head. Remember Need for Speed? Yeah, they took Aaron Paul from Aaron Paul Breaking yeah, Bad. Breaking and, Bad, yeah. And, and it did nothing. Like it just went in and went out. Yeah, that movie bombed, and now, I mean, he's still making movies and stuff, but they're mostly, I mean, nothing lead. Yeah, 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 but, but like, it was a weird period of time where, like, these, uh, you know, some of these guys who aren't really that famous or really that charismatic um, or interesting get, like, big fucking lead roles in a movie. 
it's weird. Um, I can't think. I wish I could think of some more right now. But you made a good point with E for Speed. But you know, um, these, these these movies do exist. Like these big budgeted movies with like a starring role from a person who's they're okay. Like Kevin Sports, Kevin Sorbo will always be Hercules, no matter what he fucking does. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's good. In, he's good as Hercules in that show. So you know, but. They tried something. I mean, the movie is a, a $30 million uh, uh, budget. And I'm sure he got a pretty damn good paycheck from that. So, but um, yeah, yeah um, you know, Stanley, this thing is, this thing, you can't watch it for free unless you, uh, you know, you find it some, like if you download it illegally. But I had to rent this thing and um, I watched it in HD and it doesn't look any better. You have a Blu ray copy, right? Yeah. And it is. It is one of the most bare bones Blu-rays there is where it's just like, remember the original Blu-rays where you got it and it just had a trailer on it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that, but not only that, it doesn't even have a menu at the beginning. What? The movie just plays on loop. Oh my God. Really? The second second you start it up and the menu pops up, it's the movie and you hit play and the little (laughs) bar goes away. And then. I only know this because I was sitting there as the credits played out because I was looking at my phone or writing something down. Mm -hmm. And the second the credits end, the movie just restarts. Whoa. Because there is no menu. (laughs) That I have. Have you ever seen that in a movie before? I've never seen that in a movie, but I've never sat through. Like I, I know we've always had to put them on a repeat back in the day. Right, right, right. That's crazy. I've never heard of that, especially for a Blu-ray. I don't know. That's that's fucking interesting. Um, so yeah, um, you know, I I'd I'd, I'd, re- I'd recommend seeing this once. Um, yeah. it's just a it's just an interesting part of history. Um, it's got some kind of interesting stuff behind the scenes, like we talked about before. Uh, but um, I it's it's you know it's short, kind of, but feels really fucking long, and it's a mess, but. I think you'd have a good laugh watching it. Yeah, if if you were a fan of Hercules, the legendary journeys, if you liked them in that, if you liked them in the crossovers with Xena. Yeah. I mean, this is basically a Hercules episode that they stripped out the names. Right. And I agree. I mean, this could have very well and it felt very much like the what was it Hercules, like I think it's like in the Lost City or something One of the like movies. That. Yeah, one of the movies. Yeah. It felt very much like one of those movies that came out before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It feels just like that. And like, like you said, like, they, like they they just change everybody's name, uh, because he's still just as strong in this movie. I mean, he 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 fucking like, uh, he tears that fucking board off that boat where he's like where he's like tied up. I mean, he's mm-hmm. still really fucking strong in this movie. I mean, you would never know, really. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, uh, check it out. Um, you know, we just shit on it for an hour, but. Still, I mean, doesn't mean we shit on it. Doesn't mean we don't still kind of like it and no, recommend it watching once. So yeah, there's a lot of good bad movies out there that you know I'm sure we'll shit on a bunch of them in the future that we'll still say, <laughs> yeah. give it a watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think I wanted. Uh, I, this made me want to watch The Quest for some reason. So I, I like. The, I think I rewatched that like a couple years ago. Actually, I think I rewatched it on a. You're talking about the Van Damme quest. Van right? Damme quest. The direct, he as his first directed movie, yeah. right? Yeah. Last time I rewatched that was on a portable DVD player mm. at work. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I watched okay. it sitting at a lunch table. 
Nice, nice. It's been a it's been a long time since I've seen it, but um, yeah, kind of for some reason maybe you want to go back and watch that, which I'm pretty sure is a way better movie than this movie. So oh yeah, but uh, that's what I'm gonna do right now. I'm gonna get off here with Johnny. I'm gonna go watch the fucking quest, and maybe we'll talk about that one day too, because I remember that being a pretty fun movie. So, uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, thanks for checking us out. Thanks for listening to us, and uh, hope you go out there and. Uh, much uh, Cole. Let us know what you think. And uh, you have any other notes or anything else you want to talk about, Johnny? No, that was just about it. Just give it a give it a one time watch. One time watch. Um, yes. And I'll, I'll, I have one more thing to mention. I I think we talked about this very quickly, but I I still like the original poster a lot more than that new poster. Oh they yeah, have for the cover of the the Blu-ray. I don't. Mm-hmm. That Blu-ray looks like uh, the the Jason Momoa uh, Conan Barbarian cover. But um, mm, yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm I'm curious if that Blu-ray came out around when that movie was coming out to try to, mm. to try are to. They, are they both Warner Brothers? Because this one, this is Universal. I have oh. no idea, but I mean, it could have came out the same time just to play off it. So you nope. know, you walk in the store and you're like, oh, there it is. It's like right, right. Hey, you know what? It is Universal. They're both Universal movies. So, so that maybe makes, that's that where makes, the change that, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. So yeah, just uh, just just check it out. Let us know what you think, and thanks for listening to us. Uh, be careful out there. Don't be a piece of shit, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Later. Later.